Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to an episode of Field Days Podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the Department Spokesperson Chris Gouts. Chris, it's a big day today. We have uh, a couple of guests on to talk about what the MDOC is doing around the shooting teams and, and shooting competitively. And, you know, I know the last couple of years we have really stepped it up around here. You know, we went down to do the MSP shoot and you know, we look super professional. We've actually finished pretty strong the last couple of years, right? I think the first year the director put this together, we finished second. That's that's pretty impressive, right? Could you, were, you, were you on that team? I can't remember. Uh, no, they, they, didn't, they didn't ask me. Much like the, all the golfing teams in the department, they have not been asked to join any of the golfing or shooting teams. Okay. Story of your life, though. Yeah, okay. yeah. Well, I'm excited to have on a couple of guests today to talk about this. And our first guest is Aaron DeLoof, who is the supervisor at the Calhoun County Probation Office. Um, welcome, Aaron, to Field Days. Again, friend of the pod. For those of you who don't know Aaron, Chris, and Chris, you weren't even around at this time, I don't think. Um, yeah, Aaron this was is, a very... This is pre-me firing yeah, Noah. This yeah. Is, yeah, just before Noah got fired, right? Yeah. Um, Aaron was the very first guest on this Field Days podcast. So, Aaron, welcome back to Field Days. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Yeah, and we also have on Mike Brown, who is the uh, ADW, uh, assist, Assistant Deputy Warden at the Kenner Ross Correctional Facility. So, Mike, welcome to Field Days. We appreciate you coming on. Thank you. He's also a friend of the pod because I interviewed Mike um, at the last MSP shoot. So, we had him oh. on uh, to talk about the shoot I, last year. I did not know that. Because well, cool. you weren't there. It was one of the best podcasts we had because you weren't <laughs> on it. So. Both, both friends of the pod. So, thanks, guys, for coming back on. We really appreciate it. So, let's talk about this. Where where are we at right now? I know that when the director came in, you know, she put an emphasis on the shoot team and, and getting people around the department <clears throat> more involved in creating teams and uh, shooting at the MSP and then shooting nationally. Where, where are we at right now with this? How's it looking? Well, good. We currently have 15 worksite chapters across the state at various locations, correctional facilities. Uh, we just added Elger Correctional Facility this past week, and each chapter has varying numbers of members at the locations that do the fundraising and participate in local events and also are eligible for positions on the director's team based on their involvement in their worksite chapters. Okay, and for me, someone who, you know, doesn't get out and shoot and shoot a lot, if I wanted to, you know, I'm in Lansing here and um, I'm working in FOA, how do I create a team? You can join any team that's in existence or you can actually reach out to, uh, we have a, a mailbox for the shooting team organization and you can request the information through that mailbox. We'll send you the forms and you can apply and you can start your own chapter. Okay, and, and Aaron, how is uh, being an FOA employee, how is FOA doing forming shoot teams? Well, FOA does not have any shoot teams right now. So this is the challenge. FOA, get out there, get a team together and let's show them that we can shoot just as well as CFA. I guess when you talk about forming the teams, uh, other than some of the things you just mentioned, Mike, I guess why, what are some of the benefits that you've seen and what, what what's your pitch to, to somebody who would, who's thinking about maybe joining a team? And when you talk to the people who are on teams or have been on teams for a long time, like the Godfather, we'll mention later, but what, do, uh, what do they get out of it? What, what, what's the importance of joining? Well, it's kind of ironic. We started out at the facility. We used to have range days where what we would do is we would bring a bunch of us have more than enough weapons and we would bring our firearms to the range and we'd give people on shift the opportunity to come out and they could shoot various weapons and, and get acclimated to them and decide whether or not that was something that they wanted to purchase or, or to get more proficient with. The director gave us her objectives. They, they basically aligned with a lot of the stuff that we had been doing uh, previously with the, the Marquette shoot, the Chippewa shoot. And one of the biggest perks to this is the camaraderie. You know, you get people together from the workplace. 
and in a sense away from the workplace. You go to the range, everybody enjoys a range day and you get more acclimated to firearms shooting and you're more proficient with your skills and then you can uh, it also benefits you on the job it sounds you know i know the up has been doing this for a long time and they're the, a lot of the facilities up there have these teams but facilities have ranges for or, or you know there's ranges around facilities um, not necessarily by one of our 105 field offices across the state so if i'm in a field office not by a range a department issued range how do i shoot how do i if i form a shoot team where do, where do i shoot at Really good question. Uh, you can actually find any range in your area, certified range, um, and all you need to do is contact them, find out their hours, and, and then once you form your chapter, you are going to have to go online and complete some training, some range safety training, and then you are good to go have some fun. So if I'm by a facility, can I shoot at that range? You can. In order to do that, you do need to reach out to the facility. I would actually encourage you to actually reach out to a board member to help you walk through that process the first time you're going to do it. You could actually even join one of their shooting teams if you're close to a facility. For instance, Branch County, you have Lakeland right there and they have a team available. Um, and you could actually join one of the facility teams as well. You don't just have to have an FOA team, um, though, again, that's a challenge FOA. We would love to see an FOA team. You can join one of the CFA teams, and that's the same with BOA. They are more than welcome to join an FOA team, a CFA team, form their own team. And it, it seemed to make sense to have some FOA teams, especially ARU. Yeah. I was, when I was at the MSP shoot a couple years ago, ARU had some guys on the team, but then I don't think there was any folks from ARU last year. There may be, there may be one or two, but you know, when you think about CFA, I mean, compared to FOA, the agents, especially ARU, are individuals who are going to have a handgun on them all day long. Obviously, all of our officers don't. And so when you think about our, our employees and, and weapons and shooting, you would think that it would make more sense that you'd have more AR, uh, ARU teams or, or FOA teams. So, yeah, we got to put the call out and got to got to get some teams going. But I guess for, for those, we talked about the camaraderie and we talked about some of the benefits of, of just shooting and maybe getting more acclimated and wanting to join a team. But for those, and I'm sure there's probably no competitive people at all I- in our department, but, but for those who are competitive, there's some things you can do once you're on a team, right? You can, there's some definite competitions that you can get involved with, right? Marquette is hosting their seventh annual shoot on June 19th up in Marquette Branch Prison. Uh, Chippewa has had their shoot now for three years. Uh, they're going on their fourth year this year. Um, the last two seasons now, we've sent director's teams to the Michigan State Police pistol match. By director's teams, you have to be a member of the worksite chapter to qualify for that. You're provided a uniform, you're given admin leave, and you get to go participate in the event and represent (coughs) the Department of Corrections. Last year's event at the MSP shoot, we looked at our finances and we decided kind of spontaneously that we had enough money put aside to accommodate sending two individuals to the NRA Nationals, which were in New Mexico. We, you know, without having the opportunity to run a qualification, we sent two of the top shooters from the MSP shoot to New Mexico, and they competed at the national level. Well, first of all, how, how, do, we, how do we pay for all this? You just said, you know, the director's team, you're sending people around. I, I know they have, unif- oh, it's not uniforms, it's a nice polo shirt that's DOC, same color. How, how, do, how do we pay for all this? We do fundraising with the worksite chapters. The, the dues that individuals pay uh, go towards supporting the shooting team organization as well as the worksite chapter because half of the monies that are collected by a worksite chapter are returned to the worksite chapter to be utilized uh, at their own request. And then the other half of the money goes into the funds to support our shooting endeavors to a larger scale departmental-wide. 
So this isn't coming out of our budget? No, no, no. We are self-sustaining. <laughs> We're a nonprofit. We formed a 501c7, which then allowed us to do fundraising, allows us to collect dues. It is a $25 <coughs> fee to join the worksite chapters. Like uh, Mike said, the money goes back. So for instance, if FOA wanted to form a team and they paid their dues and started their chapter, we'll give them some of the money back so that it pays for their range time, it pays for some of their ammunition, and they can also do their own fundraising to build money for their teams if they want to get a team t-shirt or anything like that. Okay, that's 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 good to know, Chris. I, I, I'm sure some people out there are wondering you know, how this is all funded, and it's not funded through our budget, it's all funded through nonprofit. You know, before we get into some upcoming events, Mike, I, I do wanna ask one more quick question, because I, I, look, I'm learning just as much as everyone else out there. If I form a team, do I have to shoot competitively? No, you can, You like I said, you can utilize that opportunity to become more familiar with the weaponry, and the nice part is, is once you join a chapter, you're allowed to use the MDOC ranges. Now, uh, as Aaron explained, there is criteria that has to be met to qualify for that. You can use weaponry that are consistent with the disciplines that we are firing in, but it gives individuals the opportunity to go out and, like I said, per se, if you want to try, I've got you know a, a handgun that you want to try before you go out to buy one, you know, you and I can go to the range and you can try that weapon out before you have to purchase it. That's good to know. Chris, can I, do you have any guns I can try? For <laughs> uh, yeah, you're not going to get your hands on my guns. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's talk about upcoming events. What, what's, where are we at in the, in the calendar of events for, for the shoot team? Are, are we coming up to an MSP shoot? Um, when's, the, when's the NRA shoot? When's the national shoot? Let's, let's talk about all the events coming up. Okay, first on tap is the Marquette uh, Branch Police Pistol Combat Competition. It's their seventh annual shoot. Um, it's going to feature both disciplines, PPC and Bullseye, and that's June 19th at Marquette Branch Prison. After that, <coughs> we're going to be scheduling our qualifying rounds for the Michigan State Police match. Those dates will be announced shortly, and that is the one where people have the opportunity to qualify for the director's team. About the end of August, the date hasn't been set yet for the Chippewa facility shoot. That will be the end of August, and that's again going to feature PPC and Bullseye both. September 12th is the 82nd <coughs> Michigan State Police match, and we will send three directors teams. And also, we have uh, we've the last couple of years here, and we've had a couple other teams come from other facilities too, as well. Yeah, we have, and they can. They don't have to come just if you're not on the directors team. It's not that you can't come and compete. You can come and compete um, on your own time, form your own team. Uh, the nice thing is the last couple years, because it's gotten so big for the department, we now have a tent set up where we can all hang out and we encourage anybody who forms their own team um, and is competing at the MSP shoot that works for MDOC to come hang out with us and grill out with us and talk and have fun. It's been kind of nice because actually we provided food for the whole shoot. Uh, we've got every organization comes down and joins with us. We just collect donations, uh, another means of supporting our organization. But uh, it's great. The camaraderie is great, even with multiple agencies. Yeah, and I would encourage people who maybe if they're just thinking about joining a team, even if they haven't you know, paid the dues or maybe they're just learning about this and they're just interested, I would encourage them to just take you know, take annual leave and just take the day and go to the MSP shoot just to just to hang out. I mean, I've gone the last three years, covered it and taken pictures and, and, and done the podcast and just been there. And it's just been a lot of fun for someone who's not a shooter, you know, myself. It's just, it, it is a lot of fun. It, the camaraderie is great. You get to meet a lot of people from across the department, you know, a lot of wardens, a lot of uh, staff from around the area will come over at some point and just throughout the day, uh, grab a hot dog or, you know, and just, you know, they basically, it's like a little tailgating, you know, and then there's, and then the shoot, it's just a lot of fun. 
And the same can be said about the worksite chapters. You don't have to be a shooter to join a worksite chapter. You can just be interested in the camaraderie and, and participate in the fundraising. It's, it's a great, uh, great endeavor, um, and, and you don't have to be an avid shooter to be a part of a chapter. No, especially with the new Glocks that have just been passed out in the fields to the FOA agents. It's a great way to just get out and get a little extra shooting under your belt before you have to qualify every year. I, I agree. Mike, what, what, do we, what, what else did you want to make sure you got out to staff today? We've got the, uh, last year, like I said, we uh, spontaneously sent two to New Mexico to compete in the National Police Shooting Championships uh, sponsored by the NRA. Who, who were those people? That was Gene Siebley and D.A. Bodner. Okay. They did extremely well out there, too. They represented the department very well. We, uh, we placed in all the events that they participated in. They Couple really enjoyed it a lot. They s didn't have anything negative to say. They were o welcomed with open arms. They learned a ton of things. There was a lot of vendors that they <coughs> got to meet. And we covered all their expenses. We're going to do the same this year. Okay. Last year, like I said, we sent them based on top two shooters from <coughs> the MSP shoot, but this year we're actually going to qualify for that event because it's a dis different discipline. It's okay. it's actually PPC, so we're going to run the PPC course of fire as a qualifier. What is that? What does that stand for? Police pistol combat. And I would encourage everybody from FOA to take a look at what that course of fire looks like because I think you'd find some similarities in what you already are doing in your qualification. It is very similar to the qualifications, both CFA and FOA, so it's something that staff can be more comfortable with yeah. because bullseye is a more difficult discipline. And, and how, would I, how do you qualify for that? Where's that at? How do I get signed up for that? We're going to put out uh, announcements on that, probably an e-blast with the dates for qualifying for that, and that should be coming out here probably in the next month or so. Okay, and I know, um, you know, Chris, you talked about the godfather of, of all this. You want to talk about who that is? <laughs> well, that would be uh, ADD uh, Bob Naple. So obviously the former uh, warden at Marquette for, for many years and now over look oversees all the facilities in, in the north uh, northern part of the state. Um, but yeah, he's the uh, vice president of yeah. the organization also. Who, who, who came up with that nickname? Was it Matt Huntley first or was it? I, I think Bob probably came up with that himself. <laughs> Bob himself? <laughs> that's, that's my guess. I think it was either Matt Huntley or Jim Loxton. Were the ones that were guilty of that. Well, that's so. funny. What you did. So you're the president, and you just mentioned that uh, Bob is the uh, vice president. Talk about some of your board members. Well, we've got uh, Aaron. Aaron is our secretary. Joe Meyer. She is the. She's an FOA agent. She is the treasurer. Good. She is our money person. Mm -hmm. And then Matt Huntley is our special events coordinator. Okay. And, and are those terms? Those run out. Those uh, do, are we going to switch? Yeah. The terms are defined in our in our manual um, and our bylaws. Do people know any of those? If you just heard any of those names, you know any of those people, you know, definitely reach out to them. Like you said, there's an, there's a mailbox that people can that can learn more about it, and we'll make sure that we get that email address uh, in the in the notes of this episode when when that email goes out. So if you're listening to this, you can check your email and you can uh, you know click on that and, and email the folks if you want to learn more. Also in DAS under manuals is the shooting team manual. If it's something that you think that you're interested in, we just encourage you to go through that and learn a little bit more about the organization and what we're doing. And we'll send you anything you ask for. <laughs> yeah, do you, do you want to say the email address one more time? The email address is mdoc-competitive-shooting-team at michigan.gov. So it's not an easy one to remember. Yeah, there's a lot of dashes in there. A lot of dashes. <laughs> but I, think, I think we got an outlook. I'm sure we'll find it once you put uh, shooting in. Yeah. And I know, I know Aaron's making a plea for FOA, but this is, this is for CFA, FOA, BOA, and executive. Sure. So anybody's eligible to participate. No, this is this is good. We'll, we'll make sure Chris gets signed up um, very soon. Hopefully today, uh, we'll, get, we'll get him forming a team and 
I'll take them to the range. Yeah, that, I, I think that would be very helpful. But no, thank you guys for coming. I, just, I mean, this sounds like, you know, uh, a good way to, you know, if you enjoy shooting, to get out there and really meet some people, go have some fun, you know, practice your skill because, you know, in this job we do have firearms, we do have weapons, um, so it's good practice. It's good to be familiar with um, a weapon if you're going to carry one. So it's never it's never a bad thing to practice, right? I mean, we, we have to, sh we have to uh, qualify with our weapons every year, so... It's not a bad thing to go, you know, form a group, have some fun with some friends, um, some coworkers, and uh, you know, get some practice in while you're while, while you're doing it. And the nice part is, Director Washington is very supportive, very supportive. Yes, yeah, so that is that is a huge bonus. So, we thank you guys for coming on and um, spreading the word about how to form teams, what the teams mean, um, and then some of the competitive things that they can be involved in. If um, you know, because we do have some competitive people here in the Department of Corrections. So, we thank you, Mike. We thank you, Aaron, for coming on Field Days and talking about the uh, the shoot teams. Thank you very much. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Well, Chris, you know, I know we had a uh, pretty fun Friday last week. It was uh, it was rec day, and there was a lot of people there. It was a, it was a beautiful day. It was perfect know, sun, day. Sunny in the seventies. It was a great day to uh, to have this event. You know, I think every year we've had this. It's been pretty nice, right? I don't think we've had any rainy days. Thank goodness. Yeah. It was a great event, and. Uh, I know there was, I don't know, 450, 500 people there, right? It was a huge crowd, yeah. It was probably, probably the biggest ever. Golf went amazing. Swimmingly. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, it was a, a great round. We were done. We started at 8, and I think we were done by, I don't know, 1, 1.30? Yeah, um, it was perfect. Great. Yeah, right on time. So they, they, we really appreciate the committee for taking last year into consideration when it was a little long. Uh, almost double that. It was a little long, yeah. So, But only if it could only have been shorter of maybe by like 20 minutes, we would have not missed us but very special guest very very special guest and you know it's it's really great that the governor Gretchen Whitmer showed up to uh in play rec day I think it's awesome that she does yeah it. you know, it, for it, sure it makes an impact it means something to our staff who you know they, I mean they work their butts off every day for the citizens and for for the governor and for the director and uh it's nice that you know they can be recognized by the director and the governor um, at an event like that so very very awesome that she showed up uh, unfortunately, we were golfing and we didn't get to see her. But I know I saw lots of pictures. I, see, I saw a lot of pictures on social media of a lot of staff who were very, very excited. It doesn't matter who it is. When you meet the governor, it's pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, and the fact that she took time. I think she called a bingo game. You know, she was out there during the the cornhole tournament. She was, you know, taking selfies with people. Yeah. I mean, people just really enjoyed like how down to earth she was and how you know, approachable she was. And so I think people really re appreciate that and just love the fact that uh, the governor is taking time out of her busy, very busy day to come and just spend even a few minutes uh, with us uh, well, and just thank employees for doing what they do. Yeah, um, good stuff. So rec day was a success. I can't wait till uh, next year. You know, hopefully your golf game will improve so we can uh, get, I, that, get that title of winning on rec day. I, I would just be happy just breaking par. But <laughs> You didn't break par. Oh, that's no. wonderful, Chris. <laughs> on a different topic, you know, I, I did see an article by WLNS that was very, very good. I thought they did a wonderful article on what we're doing. I think that... Uh, the title was "Go to Prison, Come Out with a um, Professional License." Professional license, yeah. So, talk about that, Chris. I, I know this. Laura was involved in this with us. Yeah, this is the uh, the story that I, I teased uh, last week's podcast because we just kind of ran out of time. But uh, we announced this last uh, Tuesday, a week ago. Uh, this this partnership that we have with Laura. So. Uh, obviously, we, we talk a lot about the vocational village and all that we're doing to train uh, prisoners in the professional trades, uh, things like plumbing, electrical, uh, building trades, auto tech, CNC robotics, machines. CNC machinery. And some of those professions require a professional license from the state of Michigan. Like with auto mechanics, it's a little different because that uh, license comes from the Secretary of State. So we partner with Secretary of State. They come in, they they 
give the the, the men the, the the test, and we can have we can parole prisoners with a master's mechanics license right out of right out of prison. So, but there are other professions: building trades, cosmetology, barbering, masonry, things like this that we that we do train prisoners in um, that require a license from uh, LARA, uh, which is one of our uh, fellow uh, state uh, departments. Uh, and so we partner with LARA, and we put out a memorandum of understanding that came out with the press release that we did last week that allows them to partner with us so that the prisoners before they get out they can get the same type of license that they can get with through the auto mechanics program so uh, somebody who's in the masonry program uh, or is going to be in the auto or I'm sorry the building trades they can learn the craft and then do the licensing process while they're still in prison so that way when they get out they're ready to go uh, just like with some of the other trades that we do or maybe other trades that don't require uh, that license. So the last thing we want to do is be a hindrance. And so it's a great way for the two state departments to partner together to not be a roadblock at all. So, you know, if you think about somebody who gets out of prison, when they get out, you know, maybe they've been in for 5, 10, 20 years or longer. Um, they're trying to navigate, you know, the world around them. You know, there's a lot that they're trying to reacclimate themselves to their family, their friends, their children, making sure that they have, you know, their housing, uh, trying to find a job. And the last thing that they need to do is trying to figure out where do I go to submit paperwork to Lansing to this other office that maybe I've never even heard of that I need to get this license and how do I get it? So rather than make them do that step on their own, we're going to do that in-house uh, with them and for them so that way they can have these licenses and be ready, prepared on day one to walk out of prison with a state license in some of these programs that we're teaching them and be able to, to go in and, and work and not be forced to maybe work under the table or, or not get that license because they, they don't know how to do it or they can't afford it or, or what have you. So um, it's great for the, for the trades that we have, masonry and building trades currently that we teach in the village that require a license from Lara. But what's going to be really special is when we open up the vocational village for the women uh, later this year, they're going to have a cosmetology program. And cosmetology is another one of those trades that you have to have a license from Lara. So this way, when a woman gets out of the village uh, next year, she'll be able to have that cosmetology license from Lara when she paroles. So that way she can start um, at a salon or she, if she has the ability, she can you know, uh, start her own business and, and be a licensed cosmetologist with the state. No, that's all very, very good stuff. And, um, you know, what, what, what does the director always say, Chris? Defender success equals long-term long public, safety. public safety. So, you know, this is just another example of making an impact on somebody, you know, having them leave prison better off than when they came for the betterment of society. And uh, this is just another example of how we are doing that here, breaking down barriers that have, have caused a lot of issues in the past. And uh, great, great thing happening. Um, great article uh, on WLNS. So if you haven't seen it yet, uh, check it out. On, I'm sure it's online still. Um, it's on social media. Yeah, we'll make sure we put a link to it in the story. And when you hear the, the story from from the prisoner who who is uh, in that piece, uh, you know, I was there when when they when they filmed that, and it was you could just see the pride in his eyes. He had never. He was in the, the building trades program. He had never picked up a tool. He'd actually never even had a job before in his life. Um, he had sold drugs, and that's how he got ended, sent to prison. Um, so he never actually worked a day in his life in terms of like a real job, never had a, never had a check stub before. Um, and so he was really excited because he realized he doesn't have to sell drugs anymore. He's going to go, and he wants to build houses, and he wants to do the kind of thing. He realized he found a skill that he didn't know he had, found out that he's very good at it. I saw some of the stuff that he's, that he's done. Now he's really looking forward to having a well-paying job. He sees how much money he can make building houses and, and doing this kind of uh, wood, woodworking um, jobs Chris and he's got uh, three kids to provide for and he's going to be out in a few months and he's really looking forward to you know kind of retaking back his life and, and doing something positive with it all because of this program he never would have known that he could do this or had any ability if we didn't have the vocational village so great to see we have 
hundreds of examples like that, but to see one where you completely change somebody's life um, by Director Washington putting this this program in place, just really special to see every time every time it happens. Yeah, awesome stuff. And uh, speaking of Director Washington, she's back in D.C. again, right? Yeah. So uh, on Tuesday, uh, she'll be she's speaking at uh, today. If you're listening to it on uh, Tuesday, uh, she's speaking at the uh, U.S. Chamber of Commerce uh, Foundation's platform where they're they're talking about uh, America working forward, and they're going to be talking with uh, people from around the country. Um, and they sought out a Director Washington to come and speak to talk about the vocational village, and she's going to be presenting on that um, and sharing what we're doing here in Michigan uh, at our vocational villages uh, with the whole country. So just another great way, another reason why, you know, how accepted we are in, in this endeavor uh, and how respected we are nationally. So just great to see, and we'll be back next week to talk about uh, how that went, uh, have some, maybe some, maybe we'll have a clip or two from that. I think it's being streamed live so people can watch it. Uh, so yeah, we're very excited about that. And we'll be back next week to, to fill you in with all that and uh, another uh, great guest on next week's Field Days podcast. All right, as always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.